the dude bros loved it. They ate that up. They loved, you know, that version of Boba Fett. So I think that's why he's, you know, so prolific. But I was never, like, honestly, until just now, I was like, eh, Boba Fett, whatever. Right. But now I'm excited to learn more about him. Yeah. are live with uh i guess the first episode of the the book of boba fett after show episode one should there be two thes i don't know the jury's still out we'll figure it out uh i'm your host Dimitra Pereira, and uh we're here to talk about the uh newest series the newest episode of the newest series of the book of boba fett um i'm your host we also got a new co-host for this Star Wars-related content, we got Matthew Mori. Matt, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. Just getting a little over, over a little uh, cold or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got the book of Boba Fett to help get me going. I feel like whenever I talk to Matt, I, I, I feel like, oh, yeah, we're on a radio station. Like, I feel like you have that, like, oh, demeanor. Oh, set up. Well, I mean, even, it's just your voice. I just feel like it's a, it's a radio station, like what's up like i'm on this end and then like matt's being like hey hey i'm I'm this guy on the on the mic this is maddie mcgraw coming to you live on the twos and fours yeah that's what it is yeah that's what it is all right cool um so uh thanks thanks for joining us uh matt you, yeah thank you've you've been uh you've been drafted awesome cool excited to be here yeah who else am I here with? Well, if you're listening to the podcast on, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, you can't see exactly who I got here. Uh, if you're watching the live stream on volume.com slash the Keeg show, you can see that it's obviously Sawyer, a.k.a. Sawyerism. Sawyer, how are you doing today? Good. I'm, I'm excited to be back. Well, I mean, I, I love doing your shows, but I'm, I'm excited to be back doing Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I just know. in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not often I get to do Star Wars stuff, but mostly because there's not like we were talking about a pre-show. There's there like what's been Star Wars related recently? Um, the Bad Batch, the Bad uh, Batch comic series released a couple novels. I mean, yeah, the comics are really good. Yeah, uh, yeah the Book of Boba or Book of Boba Fett, the uh, Bounty Hunter, uh, War, the Bounty War? Hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was pretty interesting. Great too. I mean, High Republic is just really good stuff. But mm. I feel like you, what a weird lead-in to like go High Republic and then, well, you know, they announced that new game, but there's a huge boycott. So, <laughs> what's oh. the new? Bo- what's the boycott off the new game? Yeah. Um, Star Wars this. Eclipse. It looks phenomenal. I'm gonna get canceled for saying this. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Do you uh, want to say it? I'll oh, like, oh, I mean, oh, it's oh, up to oh, you. Oh. Um, Star Wars Eclipse, it's a High Republic video game, and it's being produced by Quantic Dream, which I, I love. You know, I'm a huge fan of, like, Detroit Become Human. That's one of my favorite games. It's also one of the only video games I can play by myself without help. So, um, you know, I love that story. I love the game, but um, I can't even remember his name. David something or other. He's an asshole. He's a total prick. He's a sexist. Like, he says horrible. He, like, one at one point, he said something, like, set like went on record david cage that's his name went on record saying that all of his female employees were stupid 
and he's an asshole so there's this huge boycott for the game and like i really want to play it but i also feel like i shouldn't play it i don't know but the game looks really great so we'll see i i i get that um no, I don't get. I didn't mean I get that as in I agree with him. I mean I get the fact that people would want to boycott him. Uh, mm. Just yeah. to clarify, clarify my stance. You're not right. saying you agree on this. Yeah, I get that. I, I get stupid, his dude. point of view. No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, no, he's a, he's an asshole, and I knew that before. But like, it's it's hard because like like I said, like Detroit is it's to me it, it's a great game, but you don't want to give him money, and like I don't know, it's it's such yeah. a but if you've seen the trailer, like the the trailer looks stunning, it looks great. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't even have a system I can play it on. So what I'm saying, <laughs> so, still haven't gotten my PS5. Right. Um, were you uh, Sawyer? This is a question for you because I mean Matt and I have talked about it ad nauseum, or maybe not even ad nauseum, but like Mandalorian. Have you been a big fan of Mandalorian? Oh yeah, definitely. Seasons one and two. This is my Mando shirt, actually. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Wait, what's your shirt? It's Mando. It's like, yeah. I don't know if Grogu's on here. Oh, no, but that's Spoke of Tam right there. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I I, don't know if this is a hot take or not. I, I love The Mandalorian, and I love a lot of what Dave Filoni puts out, but I... Now that he has this like seat of like everybody considers him Star Wars God, yeah, um, he he loves his cameos and his and I'm just kind of like there's too many recurring like characters from his other broad projects and I felt that way about season two of Mando. I still loved it, um, but like I also felt that way about Bad Batch. Every single episode of Bad Batch had a recurring character brought back from the Clone Wars. Every yeah. single one, and so I'm just like. I didn't. Like, I, I. I don't know. I think I still prefer season two, but that part of it was kind of like, you really need all these people coming back, <laughs> like, because um, part of what made the first season of Mandalorian so great is that it was original, completely, like. Right. Um. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. But I do love the Mandalorian, and John Favreau's great. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there are a lot in season two. A lot of uh, well, you had, you had a. Uh, um, well, well, I'm all of a sudden, yeah. I mean, Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka yeah. yeah, Bo-Katan, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, Boba. Yep, Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When, when, what was it? Was it season one where we, when we were? You got his ankles. You got his ankles, and I was yeah. telling everybody. I was telling everybody in season one. I was like, "That's Boba <laughs> Fett," and they're like, "Like some some people were like, yeah, of course,' and then some people were like, nah and I was like, "How could it not be?" How could it not be Boba Fett? And here we are. Two years later? Three years later? Yeah, two years later. Was it 2019? Yeah, Disney Plus is two years old. That was oh, the first show. Yeah. And it was mm -hmm. before COVID. Yes. That's so weird. It was December 2019, right? So long ago. Yeah. Before COVID. Um, <laughs> and now here we've come with two seasons of Mandalorian, and now... Instead of a third season of Mandalorian dealing with Boba Fett, it's his own show. And that's crazy? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just never would have thought of, of it. When Mandalorian season one came out, I, I thought to myself, I don't need Boba Fett back. Yeah. Because Boba Fett is classically, like, in, like, 
at least in canon, not as powerful as he is in head canon. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like head cannon was like, he's just the best. He's the best. But then it's like, oh, he just gets taken out real easy. He doesn't do much in any of the movies. By accident. <laughs> yeah, by accident. It's like, okay. Uh, so in head cannon, he was made up to be like this big thing. And in real cannon, yeah, take him or leave him. Did you, did, you, did you feel that way, Sawyer? Yeah, I mean, I was never like a, you know, I, I feel like being a fan of Boba Fett is so like cis white man energy to me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the, that's the only way I know how to put it. Like I, I right. feel like it's like dude bros are like, yeah, Boba Fett is so powerful. And I think you're right to be true. I think people think he's more powerful than he actually is. And more yeah. Cooler. Um, and I think his like legend stories are kind of ridiculous. So I think a lot of people think that uh, they're kind of all over the place. He's got some, weird there's you know he falls in the starlight pit a second time and he has memory loss and he like works for Han Solo because he doesn't know who he is and like all kind of, there's this weird weird shit that happens to him in Legends why like the dude bros love it they ate that up they love you know that version of Boba Fett so I think that's why he's you know so prolific but I was never like honestly until just now I was like mm, Boba Fett whatever right but now I'm excited to learn more about him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ever since he came back in Mandalorian, I've been like, oh, I see how he's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And he's appealing in that way. But he wasn't this way, this, like, tribal way that he, like, in in Empire or Return of the Jedi. Right. right. I mean, he was just a bounty hunter. Like, he wasn't supposed to be. He wasn't supposed to have his own show. <laughs> that was never, you know, like... Right. Yeah. yeah, he seems a lot, a uh, lot less emotional than than Din Djarin. and I know like Din Djarin kind of come came off of that, but like think about it. The first episode, he's already like with Grogu, like going like, oh, right. he's cute, like right away. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, he, he's pretty emotional, and Boba Fett not as emotional. You kind of see, uh, you know, the stone, stone cold. Yeah, face. but he has honor. It, it, it's yeah. it's it's really cool. I. I Sorry, I don't mean to sidetrack before we even get into the episode, but Sawyer mentioned that, like, Boba Fett was, like, the, like, idol of, like, like cishet white boy yeah, yeah. kind of edgelord kind of kind of kids, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because take off his mask in episode two, and he's a brown man. He's a New Zealander, right? And it's so mm-hmm. weird to me. I'm like, I don't, it was, I don't know. I just find that juxtaposition really weird. Uh, obviously he wasn't in- originally intended to because he had a-, a different voice. But now I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I want to see him, like, go full Maori uh, on, like, Stormtroopers and stuff uh, as opposed to, I guess Kylo Ren kind of took over that, like, that, like, idolization of that group. Oh, jeez. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of them are like him, so. Right. That's the thing. That's the that's thing. Why, that's why they like him. I like Boba Fett when he was just a badass and we didn't see his face underneath. And, you know, <laughs> he fell into a Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. You really think about it. He wasn't that much of a badass. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> you know. Um, he had a cool costume. Yeah, it was he the did. costume. He had a cool costume. And then, you know, Legends took that and ran with it, which is what Legends did with a lot of the, like, lesser you know, developed characters in the original trilogy, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't... and and I hate hate Kid Boba. 
he drives me nuts. Like, yes. I just hate his episodes in the Clone Wars, like, strongly. <laughs> like, I'm just like, wait, who? Go to your room. Kid Boba, like, oh, uh, Kid Boba. When he's like learning to be a bounty hunter, and I get it, he's like, he just lost his dad, he's like, his trauma, whatever. I get it, but I'm like, yeah, go sit in the corner, you little brat. Like, I can't, I hate it. I, yeah, he's super whiny. Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but I played rugby with Kid Boba, um, uh, when <laughs> I was in high school, um, and uh, that's all. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to see Tamura Morrison back. Oh. You know, I know I mean, exactly I love what Morrison. you're talking about without even meeting the guy first. Tamura Morrison needs more work because I like him. He's, he just seems nice, but also scary. Like a, at the same yeah, time. he seems like a fun guy. I mean, he was yeah. so excited to return and play Boba instead of Django. So, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, one big change that happens in the like right in the first scene, right? We see we see uh, a scene of of Boba getting out of the Sarlacc, and it's very short. And I feel like it's to the point where the producers are like, "Let's just get this out of the way. Let's just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. thirty seconds. All I need." Like it wasn't this big buildup. I'm sure some people are like, "Oh, we should have spent a whole episode of him getting out of the Sarlacc." It's like, would you really? Would you? Did you really? That's what you would want? Okay. Um, what uh, did that hit the right spot for you? Like getting out of the Sarlacc? Was it too easy? I mean, I was like sitting there looking like, oh, we spent all this time wondering how does he get out? How does he get out? How does he get out? And it's like the answer is he just got out. Right. That's all he did. And uh, he yeah, did two things, right? Did he take the air system? He took the yeah from the stormtrooper. From the stormtrooper. They have an the oxygen bus. system. I didn't and. Mr. Plow in the comments says he didn't know that stormtroopers have an oxygen apparatus, which is fair. I don't know either. Uh, I didn't know that. But then second Mm -hmm. thing is that like, so he took the oxygen and then he used the flamethrower. That's it. So as long as you have oxygen and a flamethrower, you can get out of the Sarlacc. Right? Um, I mean, no, because he was fully armored in Beskar. So I think that is a factor. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Is it Beskar? Is that what his armor is made out of? Should be. It's okay. Mando armor. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, until this episode, until this episode, Stormtroopers did not have oxygen apparatuses, so that's new. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not so much like, a, oh, I didn't know that, but they didn't. Now, yeah. I guess they do. <laughs> uh, the, was, only storm, the only troopers that I knew that had oxygen apparatuses were like TIE pilots and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't not it wasn't all tie pilots did no. because some the like more advanced ties had oxygen systems. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Force Awakens references their helmets having like some sort of filtration system. Uh-huh. Finn's telling Ray about it. Remember when they put the poison in the uh, the Millennium Falcon when they're coming in like as a booby trap? Yeah, there's at least like some sort of reference to something going on, but straight up oxygen, yeah. I guess also, I mean, that's those were different suits. Yeah, they should have yeah. just a little nitpick before I move on. They should have just had a tie pilot stuck in that sarlacc, and like you don't need to know how he got there. He like landed and he fell into a sarlacc. Whatever. And, I mean, like I don't think it's a. It, it's not like a retcon. It's just an additional. Well, I guess it is a retcon, but I don't think it. Don't is know. it weird? 
Is it? I don't think so because the armor of a stormtrooper was still significantly inferior to like Mando armor and stuff. So like, yeah. Even if your helmet gets blown off, you know, you're, or your helmet still is going to get blown off. I don't know. I don't think it really matters. Like, okay. We'll we'll wait till Star Wars TikTok takes a hold yeah. of it. You know, they're just gonna, they're gonna have a uh, field day. Yeah. Um. What do we What do we see next? Because there there's the whole story. There's the story of of Boba getting taken by the the Sand People, and then there's the current day story with Boba being Daimyo, um, of Mas Espa, right? Um. Well, after he gets out, we see he gets mugged by the Jawas first, right? He, steal his armor. They steal his armor. Jawas were more ferocious in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get to see them, like, actually, like, they're always, like, kind of the butt of the joke, especially the Mandalorian, you know? Like, yeah. throwing off their sand crawler yeah. and, like, all that stuff. Yeah, you get to see him be, be tough. Yeah. And then and he uh, took his armor, which goes to what? To, to the one guy, Timothy Oliphant's guy, yeah, right? Yeah, Cobb Vanth. Yeah. yeah, the Jawas take it, and they trade it to Cobb Vanth, and he becomes, like, a sheriff type yeah um after that like the tuscan raiders come up to him bound him at his wrist they squirt like worm bowel in his mouth to wake yeah. him up Is, was that dra- to wake him up? yeah i guess and then uh he gets dragged by a bantha in a sandstorm yeah sounds like a pretty miserable time yeah the cinematography was cool it was robert rodriguez directing oh yeah yeah oh and like i also noticed there was like really exaggerated film grain and and like when they were establishing like the uh the flashback, but that's like, yeah. that is a callback to like the dollars trilogy, all those spaghetti Westerns mm. and like the, the really overexposed sunlight and the thing. It's like, Oh man, it's crazy. Cause like, I always thought like Mandalorians, like, Oh, this is like star Wars spaghetti Western, but this is like way more than that. More Super so. intense. Yeah. Yeah. And Robert Rodriguez does. I mean, he did, uh, 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 uh um, the Mexican, he did, uh, uh Oh Yeah. What, what are those movies? Uh, um, um, no, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time. And there was The Mexican. And Desperado. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and he did, also did the Boba Fett episode. This episode mm-hmm. behind me. He did in, that, yeah. In Mando Season 2. Um, yeah. And from Dusk Till Dawn. Were you a fan of this episode as a whole? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think that's like a good starting off point. Because I'm like, I wonder who would hate it. It was a good setup, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they, like, I mean, I guess you could have this debate, like, did they market it well? But I think the lack of marketing was intentional, and I think that's a good thing, because none of us really knew what to expect, even right. from the trailers. So, like, uh, I, I kind of went into it, like, going, like, okay, let's see what this is about. And I really like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it has a completely different feel to The Mandalorian. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I can't complain. Well, no, I have one complaint, yeah. and that is um, there is absolutely no realistic reason why Boba Fett's teeth would be so perfect and straight and white, and he be looking like complete shit otherwise. That's my one complaint. Oh. <laughs> I kept noticing him when he was smiling, and I was like, hmm. No, no, I no, didn't no, notice. No. I just oh, kept yeah. noticing his like burned skin and stuff. Right, but his teeth aren't perfect. Like, go back. His teeth are perfect, bright white. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it doesn't match. Uh, that's fair. Also, when, when when we have these sort of things, do characters normally have, like, messed up teeth? 
Or is that one of the things we overlook as viewers in, in cinema? Like, you know what I mean? Because you can't mess up an actor's teeth. You could put, like, prosthetics in and, like, mess that up. Oh, no, they I don't know. Just, yeah. I, I, at the very least, it could have like it could have just been down to like editing, like because it, genuinely, like I don't know, something about it makes his teeth like they're bright, <laughs> they stand out. Yeah. Like they could have just put some kind of filter, like in post, like they could have done something to just make it less noticeable. I think, but whatever. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I think we're just complaining point. about Tamura Morrison's smile. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I think at this point, like, uh, it's, it's like just too damn good looking. It's too damn good looking. That's what it is. It's like you. Man, he's you got a Beskar uh, mouth guard or something. Or Bacta. He has like a Bacta uh, teeth. Uh, what's the <laughs> teeth whitener? Invisalign or whatever. Invisalign. Bacta Invisalign. Yeah, yeah you know. Uh, let's talk about the flashback story because this is two stories in one. The flashback story first, right? Uh, we see we see Boba get taken by the Tuscan Raiders. Uh, <clears throat> their outfit outfits look great, by the way. Like, oh yeah, they're oh, like yeah. they're like ornaments and stuff. Like they're they're like accessories and stuff. I'm like, oh dang, it'd be cool to put together like a Tuscan Raider cosplay. It'd be a lot. Or like it would take a lot. Yeah. I don't uh, ever really see much of that. Yeah, but you could like make it your own. Uh, how much do we hate that orange Rodian? <laughs> well, he's like a he's a definitely like like the coward type, right? This yeah. is uh, he's filling it. Yeah, yeah. He's like trying to. Well, I mean, what I got from this episode was that it's like the theme is respect, right? Okay. He's talking about he wants to rule with respect, and the whole episode is about him showing why he cares about respect. Yeah, he goes, and um, the Rodian gets no respect because he's subservient to them. So mm. they treat him however they want to treat him. You know, Boba Fett doesn't respect them because you know he's not fighting back. He's not willing to escape, and what happens to him? He ends up, you know, getting killed by the monster. But Boba Fett slays the monster. Yeah, comes back and respects him. So I think that was. Uh, kind of what the Rodian's purpose was, was to show off that uh, he's just a coward and you can't respect him. Huh. So yeah, I did not like him. Uh, I like, I like that you're, you're putting our like high school English class, like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> curriculum uh, to, a, you know, to work here. Uh, uh, where, yeah. What's the theme of it? Yeah. Respect. Okay. Yeah, respect. Um, Sawyer, you got anything to, I mean, I don't know that I would say I didn't like him. I mean, I think I think you got to remember in the context of the universe, people who live or spend more time on Tatooine, you know, Boba Fett's going from place to place. You know, he does spend a lot of time in Mos Espa, but like he's never really had to deal with the Tuscan Raiders because up until then he hadn't been thrown into a Sarlacc pit and sold into slavery. So people like the Rodian, they know the deal with the Tuscan Raiders. Like you know, you have Mandalorian season two; he has to have a whole like. Everybody in the town is like, no, 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 we don't want to talk to these, but they won't, they won't negotiate, they're savages, blah, blah, blah. like, everybody in Tatooine knows that these guys you don't want to mess with, so I feel like that's how I interpreted it, like, you know, I, I, I was, I guess, annoyed when the Brodian was like, he's escaping, <laughs> like, um, it's like, shut up, man, but, but yeah, I mean, I think you gotta look at it from that perspective, like, people who are in Tatooine are usually stuck there. Yeah. Um, that's not usually a place you have, unless you're like 
have a ship, which is pretty rare on a planet like Tatooine. Like, I, you're scared of the Tusken Raiders because they, they don't fuck around. So I think really, I don't know, that's how I interpreted it. Like, he just knew to, like, stay quiet and do his, what they told him to do. Because yeah. even, the, even the child, even the child Tusken was not to be fucked with. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's how I took it. But I think, I think, I think Matt's right about the respect thing. Matt does, that does track, for sure. Yeah. Um, a broader thing that I, like, I, I, I see it a lot in this is fantasy and science fiction's use of archetypes, where it's just like, oh, the Tusken Raiders, they're all savages. And the Tusken Raiders are savages until Mandalorian season one, right? Yeah. Like, like in all of like in any of the canon that we see. Well, how much do they? How much airtime do they get in Clone Wars? Do we see a little more humanity in Clone Wars? I can't remember. I mean, yeah. I watched the series once through. I don't really remember. Yeah. Well, my point being is that like these broad stroke archetypes of Tusken Raiders are savages, Gamorians are just dumb brutes. That comes into mm-hmm. play later. Uh. Uh. It's it's a it's a classic thing when, when it comes to um when it comes to science fiction and fantasy, in, especially in the olden days, because also I think it ties in with like how does the author feel about race? <laughs> and like it's like all of these people are this thing. And so I think it kind of transfers into our fiction. And we've learned recently that like Tuscan Raiders, they have a culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not just like the death outside. They're they're more than that, right? They're the, yeah. I mean, they're the closest as as far as we know to the indigenous people of Tatooine. We don't know mm-hmm. exactly if they're indigenous, but like, they're living off the earth, which is not Actually, to be said uh, about everybody they, else. Uh, they originated from the same, uh, they evolved from the same species that the Jawas did. Oh, did um, they? Yeah, oh, so they, they are technic they are they are natives of Tatooine. Um and it, uh, for me the first instance of like I hate to say it, humanity. Of course they deserve the humanity. Like the way the Tuscan Raiders have been interpreted is shitty and I'm really glad that we're like in, like introducing this concept of their culture and stuff. But um the first instance of that would have that I can recall, unless I'm missing something, would have been the original Knights of the Old Republic game. Because Mm. you have the opportunity, you can kill them all, but you have an opportunity to go into their tribe, speak to their elders, learn stories from them. Mm. Um, And that, I think, is the first, you know, instance where there's, like, kind of a discussion about, like, hey, maybe, maybe we shouldn't be calling these species sand people and you know treating them like monsters um but 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 yeah i mean i don't know i i, I like that they're going that right and I, I mean i don't blame them I, I i mean i blame them for enslaving people but <laughs> you know i i there's a lot more to them and i'm really glad that they're diving into it because the story in the mandalorian was really fascinating yeah um yeah yeah um we're getting that for a lot of these, like, that's the thing about the, like, not Expanded Universe, but, like, Star Wars more than just the episodes. Like, any sort of Star Wars stuff that's more than just, like, the nine episodes that we have, like, explores, like, like the internal, like, stuff about, like, these characters that we would not know. Like, the uh, the Twi'leks 
and like what they are all about and, and whatnot. And I think that's really cool. So we, 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 we have the Tuscan uh, Raiders. Um, we, we have that orange Rodian guy. And then the little kid, the little kid Tuscan Raider uh, takes yeah. them out to do what? To dig for water? Are they yeah, actually digging little... for, are they actually digging for water? Or are they just waiting to die? They were digging for those little water pods, right? I mean, I don't know. They could could be both, right? Yeah. Or you could take them out to die. Like, hey, if you get some water out of it, why not, right? Right. Um, right. Yeah, so I um, mean... What were you saying? No, good. Oh, no, I was, I was going to bring up the sand creature, but... Oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what's that sand creature just doing chilling in the sand? Like, he's just... <laughs> you sleeping? Like... He's there to create nightmares, Dimitri. He is. Did you see my face, Matt? Yeah, yeah. I didn't I know you like, were watching it. I'm like I was talking watching to you. that scene when I was like, oh no. Oh no, something. Something's happening. Some, something's happening. Oh, okay, yes. A monster comes out from the sand. <laughs> grabs the Rodian like he's nothing. Pummels yep. him. At first I was mm -hmm. like, okay, the Rodian's alive. Up until, boom! Like yep. that hand comes down and like crumples him. Um. Sawyer, fan of the sand creature or no? Um, actually, as you brought him up, I realized I have two complaints about this episode. Overall, great episode. But to me, that creature felt like the least Star Wars creature really? in all of Star Wars. Because there was a certain like sentience to him yeah. that isn't, you know, like, at first I thought, like, is that a Rancor? Like, somehow, like, I don't know why a Rancor would be in very deep in the sand and still alive but that's yeah. my first thought and um there was just something too sentient about it and it, it looked mm. to me it looked like a marvel creature like honestly it looked like something that the guardian of the galaxy would fight more than um uh something you see in star wars you know yeah um, um, uh, no. it looks like a creature that would be chilling at the cantina yeah exactly there was yeah. just like it was it was too human for me to be like wow this is a believable thing that would be hanging out in tat like in the sands yeah um, of tatooine like compared to all the other species that are abundant on that planet i just was like mm, this is this is weird yeah like uh, paul know? says it's a gun dark i don't like it i don't care what it is. <laughs> that's what paul says paul says it's a gun dark um, uh, we have heard about the gun darks before yeah, where? where? Uh, I, I remember the saying, strong enough to pull the ears off a of Gundark. Is that, um, oh, do they say Chewbacca is strong enough to pull the ears off a of, off of Gundark? I don't remember. I usually... Uh, oh, Han Solo says it to Luke. You look strong enough to pull the ears off a of Gundark. In one of the movies? When does he say this? I'm, I'm looking at it. I have the quote here. It's on Wikipedia. There's a quote. And I remember that quote. Where's it from? No. Paul says Han says it to Luke. Okay, so, so it's they they have them um, in the Clone Wars, but like if you look, if you just Google Gundark, those look more like monstrous. The yeah. one in this show looks He looks like a centaur. Human. He yeah, looks like a centaur. Exactly. And I was just like, this is not I and I also did not care for the way that Boba killed him because I was like are they trying to do like a full circle return of the Jedi thing? Like, I don't oh. know. Like, um, 
I just feel like they could have maybe that didn't translate that way to everybody but like to me I was like ugh the chain like you know I don't know like there could have been something else it makes sense that's what he had available to him but yeah right yeah it did remind me of uh you know Princess Leia yeah. choking out Jabba yeah. the Hutt yeah so it was probably intentional because like I see that as using using your chains against like the uh, the uh, oppressed becoming an oppressor right. type of thing but the the Gundark wasn't <laughs> wasn't keeping him in chains, so I don't know. Right, but I I just think it's very interesting. Boba Fett could escape at any moment, but where could he run to? Right, <clears throat> like how come he didn't right. just beat up the kid? Oh, and the kid could have run away too. But that's how the kid. That's how uh, um, he won uh, Boba Fett's respect was by sticking it out and fighting. That's true. When that monster yeah. is attacking both prisoners, the kid could have left. He could have just bailed. But the kid stabbed him in the foot, right? Yep. Yeah. And then he he uh, won Boba Fett's respect. So, when the kid brings the head of the Gundark back to the camp, is it to show that the kid is saying that he killed the Gundark? Or that a Gundark was killed? Because everybody seems to congratulate the little kid. I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't tell, honestly. Like, I, I was kind of asking myself that. Because um, that is how it appeared. But I thought of two things. I thought, one, this creature may have been terrorizing this village. And it may have been like, a, oh my god, it's finally dead. Yeah. Um, and two, you know, at the end, the chief gives him water. So yeah. that, mm. to me, says that the kid either vouched for him when he brought the head. Or it was just a like known fact that the kid, even despite the fact that he tried to fight it, wouldn't have been able to do it without him. Right. So I feel like it was more of a I, I don't think the Tuscans interpreted it as like, oh my god, the little kid did it all by himself. Right. Um and, and quite frankly, Boba didn't do it by himself. Like he needed he needed him to be stabbed in the foot. And yeah. he needed that Rodian like, to take off five seconds of, <laughs> of the fight. Right. Like, it, it's so I don't think it's, I wouldn't even go as far as to say, like, oh, Boba, like, is the only person responsible. No, like, the, the kid did actually do something productive. So that's, I don't know. I, I feel like the Tuscans wouldn't, you know, I don't think they would have rewarded him if they didn't have reason to believe either by the kid saying something or him just being like, yeah, I mean, too little to kill that by himself. Right. Um, uh, Paul is bringing up... Uh, th that's right, I forgot about this part. When the little kid takes the two prisoners, there's the swoop gang dudes that kill a settler. When they're looking over the dune before they start digging for sand. Oh, yeah, what yeah. Ha what happens there? They like... Uh, the dude's on the speeder bike, right? Yeah. Yeah. That looks like... Luke's house. That was, was that the it Skywalker like house? house? It looked a lot it like it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they all probably all those houses are. Yeah. Like okay. That. Um. And then Paul says there's a water fountain they could have drank from. A water fountain in the camp. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Go watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. We only got time for one viewing before we do this. <laughs> yeah. Show. And so it's like ah. Then you get another viewing yeah, and you don't make wanna... some TikToks off of it. Eh. Uh, uh, 
So, I mean, that's pretty much where that story ends. Now, we see the story pick up back again in the current time. Again, this is back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but Fennec wakes Boba up. By the way, Fennec is awesome. God damn. Hell yeah. Like, just uh, Ming-Na Wen and just, like, the character and, like, awesome, you know? Um, we, we see that Boba is just taking naps in that in that Bacta tank. Um, maybe he has some long-term damage? Not quite sure. Uh, and we deal with the different gangs bringing him offerings, right? Who's mm-hmm. the first? The first is, oh, an Aqualish. Like Ponda Baba, little tarantula face looking guy. Okay. Um, the butt butt face. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The okay. Butt face. I think of it as a tarantula because the pendipalps, like spiders have, like those spiders yeah. have pendipalps. You were saying. Um, so the Aqualish guy gives him something. What does the Aqualish guy give him? I forget. Oh, coins or something, right? It's a it's a case. Uh, the Trandoshan sure. comes by and gives a Wookie pelt, and then that. That one Twilight comes in. Oh well, I, I just want to say really quick: seeing a Trandoshan like in live action speaking is crazy. I because like we haven't seen that before, right? We yeah, saw Bosk in Empire Strikes Back, but yeah. Well, yeah, speaking in live action and speaking in basic, because not all Trandoshans do. Oh yeah. So I was yeah. like, um, what, what is happening? <laughs> it was a little trippy. Yeah, uh, I love Trandoshans. <laughs> just yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, uh, and also in the comics, Bosk goes wild. So like, Bosk is notorious yeah. in the comics. We um, have a Trandoshan Jedi right now in the High Republic. Oh, that's yeah, right. Republic. That's right. Um, are you up to date with High Republic stuff, Sawyer? Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I don't read comics, so I'm not like, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, like, book wise, yeah. Okay. All right. Two books, right? Uh, well. It depends on how you look at it. I read. Oh, the young adult. Yeah, I read. I read the first young adults. Okay. And then there's two like um, junior Mm. novels. Um, I haven't read those, but I've read the young adults and I've read the two like adult adult books, which I never thought that I'd be like. I mean, there are some Star Wars books that are like whoa, but like these are like. I would not let my child read <laughs> <laughs> uh, Especially the most recent one. Oh my god. But yeah. Anyway. Alright. Um what is going on with my light? Something's going on. Um what was I uh the so, Twilight. What was it saying? Uh the Twilight from the mayor? The yeah, the, the Twilight from from the mayor. First thing, did he look like Anthony Weiner? Who does he look like? He no, he looks like not Anthony Weiner. Well, I mean, kind of Anthony Weiner, but he is also it, is that politician with the uh, famous yeah. photo. Yes, multiple famous photos. Uh, yeah. No, it's, his name uh, is you know perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it was Richard Weiner, it'd be even better. <laughs> There's a, a. Have you ever watched Veep? Yeah, I've seen it before. Um. There's the actor who plays the husband or ex-husband of Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, Is that him? You know what I'm talking about? Don't I'm going to look that up and I'm going to figure that out. Anyway, the point being is that guy had way too much like cool. Like he wasn't cool, but like he kept his cool way too much to be like, he knows he's not going to die. Well, Boba Fett said 
He works for the mayor, so you can't kill him. Right. He knows he's got the respect. All comes full circle. Until the mayor shows a lack of respect towards Boba Fett. And Boba yeah. Fett's going to kill the mayor. I mean, Whoever obviously, the they're, they're setting that up for future, uh, you know, future stories in the series. Right. We'll see that. Um, the Twi'leks also look like they're using less prosthetics. Is that normal? Oh, like, you mean as far as the costumes go? As far as the face. Oh, oh. That guy well, and the Twi'leks later. They just look like models yeah. with tentacle heads. No, I mean, on the Mandalorian, the, the Twi'leks was on there had, like, full-on Oh, the, the heist in the heist or breakout yeah. ones? Oh, but they had, like, jagged teeth. Yeah, they were. Like, they had like the oh, the nubs. Broke my eye. The nubs. Oh, yeah. yeah. The nubs on their foreheads and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, Twilight's look like people with things on their heads, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. So I don't really think you need the big prosthetics, and I kind of like this more, less dramatic. You know, obviously, <laughs> they're they're dramatic, but like, it, yeah, I don't know. I kind of look like it that way because like you know i think of like mission bail from kotor she looks like a chick you know yeah with two head tails harrison doula she has yeah you know just a really normal face human features yeah yeah yeah. um so i have no problem with it what i actually appreciate like I, i this feels weird to say appreciate but i really liked that one of well I thought it was weird, first of all, that there were Twilight slaves in an establishment run by a Twilight. But I appreciated that one of them was male, because we have not seen that in live action before. And I don't believe we've seen that in Clone Wars either, or animation. Um, That, that, what? Oh, I'm just thinking. Oh, yeah. Um, Again, see, you see it in KOTOR. um, And I'm sure you might, and there might be other video games in which you see it, but that's the only time I can remember seeing that. So it was nice to see that. Like, slavery is bad, guys. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, usually it's just this oversexualization of these slaves. And uh, it's still oversexualization with the male characters. Um, and in Kotor, there's a specific interaction. You know, you have, if you're female Revan, you can only get serviced, quote-unquote, by the male um, Twi'lek slaves. And if you're male Revan, you can only get serviced by the females. But there is that, like, dichotomy, and I don't know. It was like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is the thing. Cool. (laughs) Is that a confine of the game and the game's heteronormativity? Uh, Of course, it probably most likely is. But then also... Heteronormativity, yes. um, But it just, that was, again, one of the first representations of, like... There is also male slaves. This is not right. just like a, you know. Are um, Twi'lex heteronormative? Do they, or as, or do they just, I don't know. I don't know how Twi'lek culture is. Are they also? Because I noticed in this episode, for instance, in this episode, they did pair up the male Twi'lek to Fennec and the female one to I Boba. I that too. And I wasn't sure whether that madam or whoever she is, uh, she looks great also, uh, whether she was just assuming or whether that's a Twi'lek thing where it's like, nah, that's what we do. I don't actually know if that's a, I don't 
I don't think it's a cultural thing. I don't think it would be because that is, like I said, I was surprised to see that the slave owner was a Twi'lek. Yeah. You know. um, Yeah. We're talking the slave owner is the madam is the slave owner? She owned the bar. That was her bar. I wasn't sure if they were slaves. Are they slaves or are they just prostitutes? I thought it was like a brothel bar type place. It might be, but I would still consider that they're probably not doing it because they want to be doing it um, type deal. Yeah. Um, there definitely was a power play there, but I, I, again, I don't think, I think that's a heteronormativity established by like slave culture yeah. other than it would be, um, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a, especially with the episodes we get um, in Clone Wars 5 Match Rebels with like, the Twi'leks and uh, and Hera's family and stuff. I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't seem to me that that's a culture thing. I think that is just a product of slave culture. Yeah. Itself. Um, I thought you were talking about the fact that Bib Fortuna was a slaver, and he owned Ula. Well, Jabba owned Ula, but like that's what I thought you were referring to because Bib Fortuna was a notorious slaver, right? Like yeah, but he he, he worked for Java. So yeah, he worked for Java. He wasn't a slave. Ula was a slave. Yeah, uh, and so I I don't know. Interesting. Um, interesting. Uh, so we deal with these very attractive Twi'leks. They're very attractive. Um, and uh, then we deal with like some guys with like laser shields out front. Oh, and the Gamorreans. Oh. Sorry, we forgot to mention yeah. that the Gamorreans swore an oath to Boba, which I thought were awesome, and I hope we see yep. more of the Gamorreans. That's another thing. Like, Agreed. Otherwise, they're just like dumb orcs, right? They're like the dumb brute race, and like, no, let's let's see if, like, I mean, give them names. I would love to see the Gamorreans get names. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know? Because uh, they mean- came in in the nick of time. They can't they, they, yeah. they were nowhere. They were behind them by like a couple feet. But they took up like a minute to join the fight. But they did. And like they knocked those guys down. Um by the way, I looked it up. The guy who does play the Twilek that I'm talking about is the guy from Veep, who plays there Selena Myers' uh ex husband, David Pasquese is his name. And uh he also looks like Anthony Weiner to me. So. <laughs> and while we're pumping the brakes, I wanted to say Max Rebo, Max before we Rebo. pass over, Max yeah. Rebo made a cameo, man. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love but, Max Rebo. When I used to play laser tag, Max Rebo would be my name. So, um, <laughs> so excited. But not that, like, long-snouted lady. Yeah, that little blue. Oh, oh no, no. That's oh, uh, side noodles. Yeah, side yeah. noodles. She's not no, there. Max, Max Rebo uh, is there. Is she dead, Brian? She dead? No, no, she's not dead. She, um, the the lore on Max Rebo is very interesting. Um, she basically, the Max Rebo band was a product of the fact that the Cantina band, um, murdered the original, um, lead singer of the of the band Max Rebo was in, and after the murder, Max Rebo became the leader. But really, it was Cy Spoonles doing all the work and like trying to do these things that Max uh-huh. Rebo didn't really want to do and stuff. And then um, <laughs> I, I believe I, I, I don't think she died, so I think she basically fucked up and was like, 
I don't need you losers anymore. Bye. She tried to do a solo career. Solo career. Yeah. Yeah. VH1 behind the music. What's the name? What's the name of the band in episode four? A New Hope. What's the Jizz Band? Right? They're the Jizz Band, or is Max Rebo the Jizz Band? No, they're the Jizz Band, and they are. They're Biff, right? Yeah, they're Biff. Something, something, and then and the modal nodal tones. Okay. Um, okay. What's his name? Um. And then Max Rebo is in Jabba's Palace with size yeah. slice noodles or size noodles. Size noodles. Size noodles. Uh, okay. Uh, Sigrid and Dan and the modal nodes. Okay. They mm-hmm. killed the leader, or they killed the. Yes. Holy shit! They're murderers. Yeah. So there was a scu- or there was a scuffle at um, at the most likely cantina. Yeah. And uh, the the Sigrid Dan, the lead singer of the modal nodes thought that the the other band was trying to like take his gig so yeah. they murdered the lead singer and then Max Rebo became like the star of that band. Yeah. Okay. I'm really working my lore muscles on No, yes, yeah, I like it. I would like to think that as they as they argue they're like we're the only ones who can jizz around here. <laughs> you know. She's uh, she's listed as a villain too. Oh. Size That's, noodles? Oh, yeah, she's bad. Yeah. Is the Murder, theft, espionage, conspiracy. Hannah is in love with her. Uh, I saw her, like, video about her lips or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know what? But she did kill Zero, and I respect her for that because he sucks. <laughs> zero, zero the heck? Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know I I haven't seen all of Clone Wars, so... Oh, okay. Sorry, spoiler alert. No, no, no. I'm fine with spoilers. Her. I, I they had, know. They like, had an affair. They had an affair, and she, what? like... Yeah. Um, and she, like, s- snuck him out of jail, because he's, he does... He's the worst. I hate him. Um, he... he the, the Huts put him in jail, because he keeps, like, fucking up their title, their, their legacy. Right, and she breaks him out under the guise that you know, oh, let's get back together. She takes him to this planet where they're going to do something I can't remember and then she just shoots him. <laughs> it's great. Um, oh. Cool. He deserves it. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have Max Rebo pop up. Uh, we have, uh, there was other things that like I noticed throughout the whole thing. Did you guys notice the Wilhelm scream? I did not. I uh, was specifically it? noticed that they didn't use it. No, they did when when um when Fennec like essentially spears the one attacker and flips him up and over into the other guy's shield. There's a Wilhelm scream at that point. Oh, okay. I don't think it is the Wilhelm scream because I heard it and I was like, oh. I think they used a new sound. Oh, I don't know because I I heard the Wilhelm scream and somebody would have to to look that up to figure it out. I wouldn't put I it past Robert Rodriguez to like give a Oh, what's up to the the, the classics, you know? Well, because I heard it, and I was like, wait a second, that wasn't the Wilhelm It was scream. softer. It wasn't so high-pitched, but it, they... It didn't sa- I think it's a different sound, but we'll find out. But... All right, all right. Uh, we deal with Boba and the attacker. Boba got taken out really easy, and I was like, why is... Why, like, they're getting... If this is so easy to gang up on them... How are they ever going to get, like, get past this and, like, continue to keep a hold on their, like, position of power? Because he got taken out so easy. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he's clearly like significantly injured. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a product of, and it could be anything. Did he get? I mean, there. He didn't. Something could have happened during the final. You know, them going up to Moss Gideon because he wasn't there, right? Like, oh yeah. Um. So it could have happened then. It could have been some. Oh yeah, he wasn't so badly like, off, right? In, well, in no, Mandalorian, he, was he wasn't so badly up, off. But he was all scarred up, but I mean, it, it, yeah, it could be that. It mm-hmm. could be some degenerative thing as a product of him being a clone. Oh. Um, it, I don't know. Yeah, we still see him go in the back to like regularly, right? <laughs> That's some current time. Right. He could, he could be oof. Do you guys think they're gonna kill him? Kill him? I mean, they've done it once. <laughs> But people are going to be like, nah, he he uh, he faked his death. He faked his death. You know, I mean, they could always do that, too. They've already done that. Right. Like, how um, many times? It, I think it could make sense in the story. Personally, I don't want... I want this to be its own contained story. Yeah. Um, like, and not... I mean, obviously, it takes place in the same... Obviously, universe. But, like, in the same, you know story setup they have with Mandalorian and eventually Ahsoka, but I, I I would like it. Maybe I'm just feeling spoiled because No Way Home was a contained story, and I feel like I haven't had that in a while, um, but like yeah, I, I if they could kill him but he would have to stay dead. I'd yeah. like yeah. the, in the little package put it to the side. Yeah, and just agree not to bring him back. Um, uh, I am a big fan of the underworld kind of stories mm-hmm. uh, uh, because I grew up, I read the tale, tales of Jabba's palace. So I love Tatooine and Jabba's palace. Uh, Jabba's palace in return of the Jedi is my favorite part of any of the original three movies. Like that whole, like Jabba's palace whole part. Like it's my favorite part of, of any of the original trilogy. Um, um, and then there's Tales of the Bounty Hunters, which was another anthology book. And between those two, that was my Star Wars when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, my Star Wars to me is these side characters. It's not the Skywalkers. Like, I could care less about the Skywalkers. Skywalkers are over overplayed. Uh, they're overplayed and overrated. Um, but, like, this show and The Mandalorian, ag- again, you know, Mandalorian leading into this show, is, like, giving me exactly what I want. And I'm happy. I don't know. Are you guys are you guys digging this? Is there any way this is gonna ruin anything? Like, do you have some hesitancy for this? Honestly, like I, I can't remember what part it was, but like something happened in this episode that I thought was so cool, and I was like, you know what? It's been a while since I've been like that I've even wanted to be invested in Star Wars, I'm not going to lie, just because it's been a dry period. Yeah. Um, And we had nine, nine Marvel projects come out this year. Uh, five and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, yeah. five shows, four movies. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> so, is, yeah. Um, yeah. like, I, you know, and part of that is due to the fact that they had to, like, rearranged when they were releasing things with COVID, but um, it's it's been really difficult. Like even disco- even having discovered all the legend stuff and getting into that, like it's just been 
that knot what's been captivating me. Um, and now that we've reached kind of the finale of Marvel until May, um, I'm, I, I, I think this has potential to put me back in the system um, uh, of, of Star Wars. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't like super excited. And now I really want to learn more. So yeah, that's a good sign. Is this going to get, is, is Star Wars fever going to pick up from this? Like, it, like it's going to, like, are we going to get that, like, level of, like, fervor? Well, I mean, some would say the Mandalorian started that, right? Like, yeah. The Mandalorian yeah, yeah, yeah. got all kind of, as much as I hate saying this, like, reunited everybody, right? Like, because I think the divisiveness overplayed, overstated. It's just a bunch of people on the internet complaining. I think Arlie like, represents the majority. But, um, yeah, so I think Mandalorian kind of started that. They kind of slowed down for whatever reason. So yeah. ma- maybe it will kick it back up and everyone will be more excited. We're going to get a couple of Marvel shows. Or Marvel, in, in my head. Star Wars shows for next, uh, 2022, right? What are we getting so, in 2022? Uh, Kenobi. Kenobi. Yep. And then... Uh, Possibly Andor. We have heard nothing mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. More bad batch, and we right? we were supposed to get the Acolyte, but I think they pushed that back. They just haven't really said when. Eh. Yeah. That's When's fair. the Lando show coming out? They haven't even announced They have not casting. said a word yeah. about it. I don't even that. know who's playing Lando. We don't even know if it's I Donald Glover or Billy Dee Williams. Donald Glover, but... Uh, I hope yeah. it's both. It'd be nice to see a cla- like a good flashback where you have the two people playing it. You, you could do that. You could, do- you could do that with Han Solo, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, yeah. You you didn't like the Han Solo actor? No, I I do. It's fine. I, I don't I don't think Harrison Ford would I, <laughs> do that. I saw pra- an article the other day saying he was, he was talking to Disney. I don't know how factual. Oh was, really? But well, I saw an article that said that it was probably Screen Rant. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, also like he's doing Indiana Jones again, right? Like why? Why? I don't. I. That's not something I want. But I'm just saying he is doing it. Does anybody like? Does anybody movie want? Like, I want to watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull right now. <laughs> no. 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 Nobody says that. No. I would love. I don't know. What would you do with the Indiana Jones franchise? That's a separate show. But like. Yeah. <laughs> no. Leave it. Leave it. Yeah. They should never have made a fourth one. No. No. Yeah. Leave it. Okay. That's fair. Uh, somebody said that there should be a there should be an Indiana Jones a modern day one where they steal from a museum and they give it back to the rightful owners of those. <laughs> it's like those artifacts belong with the people, like not with museums. Uh, I was I was talking to my mom about this earlier. Stop with the reboots. We do not need more reboots. Like yeah, but the thing about reboots is that like <clears throat> studios want reboots because they're tried and true. Like that's but they're usually bad, <laughs> but people still pay. Like it, the money's still there, I so know, until people I, stop paying for it, it's such a cash cow. But I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I no, I don't. Want also, it. everybody wants their Star Wars. You know, everybody wants mm. their M- Marvel. Everybody wants their Fast and the Furious franchise that just keeps going and going and going. That's yeah, a but cash. Can you imagine if they were like, we're going to remake episodes four, five, and six? How would you feel? <laughs> I don't I don't think they would. Yeah, I don't think I don't know. I don't I don't think they ever would. 
yeah, to I me, don't... if they were going to do a younger Indiana Jones, like I feel like they would try to do something like that, you know? Retell yeah, Indiana stories. Jones, they I could reboot. want that. I yeah. don't want it. Um, I get it. Uh, M- Mr. Plow, uh, Paul Lau out there says, uh, sing, sing three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, the Sing franchise is going to be the new Fast and the Furious. It's just going to keep going. I would much rather watch six Sing. Okay. Have you seen the first one? Uh, the first Sing? Yeah, I haven't. No. Okay. But I would probably enjoy them more than I do the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Okay. Um, what do you guys, as we, were there any other thoughts about this episode uh, that we, we didn't, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of like. Well, I mean, the whole uh, genre of the show, right? Are they going to, because like, I was getting the impression it was going to be like a crime series at first with like, like a, music yeah. and the tone of the dialogue. But then like yeah. those flashback sequences were like the most Western Star Wars has ever been. Right. But the most so, crime was when he's sitting in the throne yeah. with everybody coming in and doing their thing. That part was, you know. So are they going to be going back and forth throughout the whole, uh, the whole series? Yeah. I mean, that'd be kind of cool to see. Like yeah, doing two cool. genres at once. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thought and I don't know where it went. Wait, give me a second. Sawyer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I know what it was. Yeah. Um, I, I I think that'd be a really cool way to do it. Um, my concern, and like, frankly, there should be a concern. I think the criminal underworld of Star Wars is fascinating and it hasn't been explored very much. And I think we're going to get a lot of that in the show. But I just, just based on what I know and based on the circles that I'm involved in particularly that of like Star Wars theory and stuff. Like there's a consensus among some fans that there needs to be a force sensitive person in order to get a lot of, right. I know I don't agree with that, but I do worry that I I do not think the show should have it. In fact, I'd be disappointed if they did include that. Um, Grogu, you know, was a little bit different in the sense that that was a unique way to interpret a force sensitive person or yeah. thing. Um, but I, I, I worry that if the show doesn't have that, that will run into a bad batch situation because there was no force sensitivity in bad batch. Yeah. And people were like, Oh, it's fine, but it's not. Whoa. So um, was that people's know, complaint I, about bad batch was just the fact that was, they didn't have force sensitive people. No, it was one of them, and it was something that we had discussed on Nerd Council, and something I understand because the the mysticism of the Jedi and the Force is what got people hooked on Star Wars in the first place. So I understand that, and I guess where my concern is is like, is this going to be enough to hook people who watch The Mandalorian, but that was their introduction to Star Wars, like, or is this just going to be like Bad Batch was for Clone Wars watchers? Is this yeah. going to be a show that's just for Boba Fett and like previous Star Wars fans, um, like that—that's I guess where I'm going with that. Like, if any name rivals the Jedi, it's Boba Fett, right? If any one character could like hold a series on their shoulders, it's Boba Fett, right? That—that that is true. I just—it's just a like, like, like we're like we've been saying, Boba Fett has this, you know, idol status from a specific group of Star Wars fans that have been Star Wars fans that have, you know, for a long time. And I'm like, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who are like, who is Boba Fett? What's the big deal? Right. And that's my concern. Like, 
can this be I'm sure it's going to be as great of a show as Mandalorian but is this enough to get the momentum going for Star Wars for just casual fans again I don't know right I don't know we'll see uh I guess the question that we can we can finish up on is what do you see happening in the next however many episodes what does this series hold for us what do you hope even if like we can't tell what it's going to hold, what do you hope will happen? What do you I want t- to see? I can tell you, I hope stuff doesn't happen. Like it's not just like you, uh, so- how Solo was, and just like going like, oh, this is. I mean, there's not really much around Boba Fett anyway, which yeah. is probably why he's going to make a good character because they don't have to like explain a bunch of shit. Like, like we this kinda, is where the dice come from. We kind of already this know is how he has his name Boba. Yeah, from where we were first introduced to him, we kind of know all the answers, right? Like, right. So everything we explore is going to be like previously uncovered. They right? kind of so, already gave him the solo treatment in yeah Attack of the Clones, right? Right, and uh, yeah, how he got his armor, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the other thing is how does he get out of the Sarlacc pit? We saw that. Yeah, it's so good. it's pretty now much a clean slate. So yeah, so how does he get the staff? He's going to get the staff that staff from. Uh, the Tuscan yeah. Raider, which is a real, oh. uh, it's a real staff. Did you know that? Like, it's a real thing that I think certain African tribes and the New Zealand Maori, I think, uh, uh, use. It's it's a it's that staff, and it has a hook, and then it mm, it has okay. like a bulbous thing as well, so you can like puncture something, but you can also club something with it. And that's like a real earth thing, um, which I think it's weird to. To use it as an alien thing and be like, it's so alien. It's like, yeah, yeah. people on Earth use it, but all right. Uh, but uh, like, yeah, it's like an acorn. Paul said on the end, it's like a big old acorn. You can you puncture it. You can you can like hook things. You can do a lot of stuff with it. So we see that. So it's like, all right, yeah. everything that we we needed to know about Boba Fett has been answered. Where will he go from here? You know? Yeah, yeah. I hope we also don't get a dive into Django. I hope it's like Django's not mentioned anymore. No. So. Yeah. Do we do we hope to I see any romance? Is there romance that no. we hope to see? One of the best things about the Mandalorian is that that is not a part of it at all. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. I don't know. I mean. If it's good, hey, whatever <laughs> ends up being good, I'm happy with it. I would love if they there, were right? like, Boba is asexual. That seems like a good fit for him, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. That'd be interesting. That's fair. Although we did see him flirt with that uh, that one. What movie was it? It was in Return of the Jedi in the special edition. He was like, he grabbed her chin and like rubbed oh. her chin. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had spots. He was like right? charming her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, yeah. Yeah, I, it doesn't really mean anything, but I. Oh I... no, yeah. <laughs> um, right. No, I mean, yeah. For me, like, I obviously I don't want to see any like major campaigns. I don't think we can. Sorry, what was that? I didn't pick up I, any of that. Oh, I said like I don't want to see any major cameos with. They could possibly bring in Din, but. I don't think they should because yeah. his story is so up in the air right now. Um, they should mention him, obviously, and I'm sure they will. But um, I actually wouldn't mind some 
information on Django because in Legends, Django was kind of like the title of Mandalorian was bestowed upon him because the Mandalorians were, he was a foundling. Django was a foundling like Din. So if that becomes canon, then we can enter that discussion of like, oh, like we always thought Boba was a Mandalorian. Like what's that status there? Like, why does he have this honor? Um, Cause in legends, the honor was, you know, like Mando culture that his father had taught him. Um, so I kind of, I, I wouldn't mind to see that. I would like, possibly, it would be interesting if they brought in Omega. Oh, from Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. they might do that. Where are we in, how many years? We're, I mean, we're, we're Luke's age, essentially, right? So we're like 30 years from Bad Batch? Yeah. 25 years from Bad Batch? It's, this is five years after Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Yeah, So. Yeah, Around Bad, like 2930, yeah. And Bad Batch takes place pretty much when Luke is born, essentially, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So so it's Luke's age in return plus five. So that I mean that's like that's like twenty-five years, right? So it's like Omega oh, Omega could be yeah, in her thirties. Well, I mean, Omega would be the or around the Omega would be the same age as Boba. They're twins. They are twins. You're right. Wait, what the? Wait. Uh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this. Uh, he is, I think, like forties. Is he? Forties, well, but like really beat up. So we. Look yeah, he's really beat up, right? I, I mean, how old was he in Tech? Attack of the Clones. I think he's like 10, 10? right? Yeah. Okay. So How old's Omega then? And that was what? That was two, a year or two Omega years ago. Omega has before to be younger Legends than Boba, right? They were made around the same time. Huh. It had it had to have been like almost, yeah. Because there was, no, they are, they are twins because there was, neither of them have accelerated aging. But, but neither of them have accelerated aging, but was Omega made later? She was also the last. They yeah, didn't she mention the she was the made. last clone to be made, right? Didn't they specifically say that? Are they? I think that doesn't mean they're not. She has to be younger because he by could, the time of just been, Bad Batch, Boba's she, probably in his like twenty. Or no, not not eighteen twenty. That's Boba, right? Well, it, it, that can't necessarily be true because they were still making clones when Omega was around. They were still making the clone clones, and then they ran out of genetic material. She didn't have accelerated aging, so... Yeah, man, I'm just making this up. (laughs) You know what it was? She was the last clone to be made out of, like... I don't know. All right. We're going to have to look into that, because that's interesting. How Maximum, she's, like, three years younger than Boba. Like, she's... she's No accelerated aging. She has to be very similar. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I think it's funny that, like, Tamara Morrison, like, looks good for his age, but at the same time, he's not 20 years younger than he is. But then they also have, like, his scarring, and it's like, he's burnt, and he's beat up, and they're like, okay. But it's just weird to me to think, like, is Boba in his 30s in this? Here, hold on. That's Yeah, I don't think she was the last one, because I kind of remember thinking that she was made before the Bad Batch was. 
Uh, I don't want to see other live action characters like cameo in this, but I would like to see like comic book characters cameoing in this. Like somebody brought up Black Chrysanthemum. Do you guys do you guys know Black Chrysanthemum? He's mm-hmm. a black furred Wookie. He's a bounty hunter. He's horrible and ferocious. And he hates Chewie. And he's just this like monster of a Wookiee. And he has black hair. And I think he's missing an eye. Um, and he's like all scarred up and whatever. And he uh and like he like fought in like gladiator pits and stuff. And like that's Black Chrysanthemum, and he's super cool. Doctor Afra would be cool. They have to make a Doctor Afra show at some point. Like I don't yeah, know what they're they waiting should. on. They need a strike while the iron is hot. A Doctor Afra show. Yeah. But she yeah. would be older in this because Doctor Afra that we know is roughly. I mean, I think they should do it when when it's hope? right when it works, right? What's up? They should do it when it works. Yeah, yeah. you know. Or not even necessarily rushing, just using it when it doesn't make sense just to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see her. She's great. There's other bounty hunters, right, that, like, would pop up in a Boba show. Like, is Dengar going to show up? (laughs) Is Bosk going to show up? What about Forlom and Zuckus? Actually, in Bounty Hunters, I think one of them dies. I I, I don't remember. So I don't... In War of the Bounty Hunters. I don't remember. Anyway, the point being is that, like... I don't know. Are we going to get other bounty hunters? Are we going to see all these other characters that we have yet to see? I don't know. But uh, I think that's what kind of uh, uh, I would want. I do want to see some cameos, but they don't. it doesn't have to be so shoehorned. Yeah, I mean, like, as long as it works, and as long as it fits, and as long as everything is good, I'm happy. So, so your, your, your position I don't have a is, checklist. if it's good, it's good. <laughs> That's yes. your position. I only want it to be good if it's good. And it's yeah. like Look, if I have a checklist and you check all the boxes and it sucks, I'm not happy, right? Right. Like right. doesn't matter if I have a checklist. Right. I mean that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh I feel like uh I'm gonna go back and rewatch this episode because like yeah. yeah. I I definitely want to I I I wanna see more of that brothel because it looked cool and I'm like, uh-huh. let's explore it. Like ah, so much time and efforts put into like making that a reality. I think it's cool. Um, thank you guys so much for, for being on episode one of the uh, book of Boba Fett after show. Um, uh, before we get going, uh, Sawyer, where can we find you? If you want to tell us your social media out loud and then tell us where we can find you, any plugs that you want to do, you know, what you're up to. Yeah. Um, I am, I can be found on Sawyerism. That's, S-A-W-Y-E-U-R-I-S-M. I have to spell it because people have no idea what I'm saying. Um, but that's how you spell it. And uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, maybe I'll have a podcast coming in January. I don't know. I'm trying to get a hold of my alleged co-host, but we'll see. Maybe I'll get Johnny to do it. Um, you had Johnny with me like a few, a couple months ago. Which um, Which Johnny? Marvelous Johnny? Mar- Marvelous Johnny, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we hit it off great, and like we are besties now, so maybe I can convince him to do another show. <laughs> um, so thanks for that, Dimitri. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's um, the purpose of all this, right? Like, introducing us all to each other and like getting yeah, to know each yeah, other, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah, we are, we're really good friends now. Um, but um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I was I, I had this podcast I was putting together, and I don't know where my co-host went or if he's okay. So <laughs> I got to find that out first. But maybe I'll have a podcast soon. Um, I'm also trying to graduate college, which is kind of a big deal. So like, I, I I'm a little slow on content these days, but yeah. I want to get back into it. I'm hoping that that's a thing that can happen. You know, come the first of the year, um, do more lore, do more of that stuff. And, yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to whatever you got planned. You gotta let Thank me you. know because uh, 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 I like the cut of your jib. That's a thing, right? That's what people say. I don't know what it means, but like, yes, it is a thing. Cool, cool, cool. That's then, then yes. As long as it's a good, if it's good, it's good. That's Matt. That's Matt. Uh, Matt, where can we yeah, find you? Uh, you can find me right here, man. That's, that's pretty much all I got going on right now. So, yeah. what do um, you got on social media? Uh, social media. I don't know. What is my name? Matthew A. Mori. Matthew A. Mori on, on Instagram. If you like black and white photos, because I'm, I don't know, whatever do that for some reason go ahead you can follow me there do we gotta give um, you a social media makeover matt we gotta why i'm, if, I'm I mean, not saying I post, do i'm just saying do we i post pictures of musicians beer golf and my cat you're a mystery you're a mystery but at some point if the fans are like they they, they catch on and they're like no we want to know more about matt I'm just gonna make He's a, a Dodgers fan. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what what fan are you, Sawyer? I just uh, Dodgers fans are the worst, man. Oh. <laughs> so you're just not not. It's not that you're pro any other team. It's your anti. No, no, no. My, I mean, like I say that knowing full well that my home team, the Colorado Rockies, suck. Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh, that yeah, that makes sense. They, they Rockies, do suck, yeah. but I'm like, you know, they're my team. But uh, no, it's just that like Dodgers fans are so loud. It doesn't matter what, where you are, what state, what what team. It doesn't matter. They could be playing the Red Sox, the Yankees. The Dodgers fans will be louder in that stadium. Doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> You're saying the Dodgers man. fans are the most obnoxious baseball fans? Personally, I think so. But oh, interesting. Not baseball is the only sport like I even follow. So because <laughs> got such a strong fan base, we go to the other stadiums. I mean. Literally, like I, yeah, like I have vivid memories of being like at a, it'll just be like a random game, like not important, not significant, and there will be more Dodgers in the Rocky Stadium than Rocky. <laughs> <So>. It's true. <laughs> San Diego, that more San Diego Rockies, was. But that's oh yeah, San Diego. Last it time used I was to like be really good, and then they sold all our players to other places. So, oh, yeah. to Bib Fortuna. Bib. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why'd you buy all our players you bought all I, the rockies i did go to the stadium in phoenix and did a tour and the tour guide told me we most stadiums have one holding cell for like drunk people that they have to kick out she said yeah. we had to add second because whenever the dodgers play we needed two <laughs> there's just something about you guys get really into it you know oof oof i, I, I take it all as a compliment uh, there is a weird thing over here, Angels fans versus Dodgers fans. There's kind of a weird... I've never thing. met an Angels fan. Never. Yeah, there, That's in the Angels fans' heads, Dimitri. This, I don't know. Dodgers fans don't really think about it much. No, I know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's a classic OC versus LA thing. That's what I think it is. But that's for me not being a, a baseball fan. But you know what fan I am? A Star Wars fan. 
And so Same. I'm glad that I got you guys on here to talk about all this. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what Book of Boba Fett has in store. This was a 38-minute yeah. episode, and they got, like, eight other episodes. So, like, great. Uh, I think it's an eight-episode season, nine-episode season, something like that. But Something. I thought it was seven, maybe. But. Maybe seven. Maybe seven. But the yeah. point being is it's still going to be quite a ride. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Sawyer, yeah. for coming on the show. Uh, if anyone out there is interested uh, in what the key has to offer, we got multiple shows, especially starting in, in 2022. We got a little Patreon, um, patreon.com slash the key show. If you want to uh, be a part of that and uh, get some key merch, uh, we're going to be making key merch uh, for, for the Patreon and doing that sort of thing. Um, and uh, what else do we got? We got Comic Talk on Thursday, and then we have a uh, Best of 2021 episode on January 1st. We're going to talk about everything that happened in 2021 and uh, talk about what's the best stuff that's that's come out of it. Movies and TV and, I guess, even events, I guess, if you want to think about it that way. Uh, it's going to be a retrospective. You know? It's what's just Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man. We already had the Spider-Man episode, <laughs> um, though I may have lost it. It's not my fault, but uh, I'm working. I'm working to to find that episode again. We okay. did a No Way Home episode, uh, but other than that, definitely follow us on uh, on Instagram at the Keeg Show, Twitter at the Keeg Show, TikTok at the Keeg Show. Uh, what else? Uh, if you're listening to us on a podcast or you want to listen to our podcast, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio, and uh, we have mul- normally multiple streaming platforms. Lately, we've been just doing Volume.com. Uh, but we are also on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to get these uh, technical difficulties sorted out for 2022. And uh, we're going to come back stronger than ever. But thank you yet again to the audience out there for watching and listening. Matthew Sawyer for being on the show. Uh, I am your host, uh, Demetri Pereira. And this has been the Book of Boba Fett After Show. Take care. Bye.